0: Hi, Lance Meekle, founder and managing director of Generational, your pathway to wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. You're listening to the Family Office with Lance Meikle Podcast. The podcast for those that are seeking a way of living that is healthier, enables you to be wealthier and live your life whilst leaving behind a legacy. On this podcast, you're going to hear from people that understand the results of collaboration, synergies, wealth and freedom that only a family office can produce. Family offices are the only entity that unites families and implements intergenerational wealth transfer and purpose, and generational is the out-in-front leader to assist you. In the podcast, I'll make sure you have all the resources you need to move forward to having wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. So to get started, go to our website, genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O dot where you'll get heaps of free insights, you can request a free e-guide to get answers to all of your questions, and while on the website, visit our YouTube channel and watch our videos. For more amazing episodes, go to genmfo.podbean.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or your favorite podcast app. If you want to join our community and gain access to the patriarchs and matriarchs that I work with around the world, subscribe to my podcast. In the short term, if you wish to get started straight away, contact me personally via LinkedIn so we can get started. Thanks for spending your time listening to this episode. What options exist other than a family office? Let's jump into your dose of practical family office information. If you are exploring family office as a structure or a solution, what are the alternative options? Predominantly, there are three. One is DIY. And DIY is where you do everything. You go from meeting, to phone call, to meeting, to email, to meeting, to email, to phone call, to meeting, and on it goes. Option two is a hybrid model where you outsource some of the functions of what you are wanting to achieve. And option three is private wealth and an accountant. So let's explore those and flesh those out for you. Number one, what are the pros and cons of DIY? Well, the pros, you've got control. There's no question about that. A family office is for delegators. If you must control everything, then this is the only model for you. You also get cost savings, albeit false cost savings, because you will not and cannot achieve tax savings and synergies when you are in the driver's seat. So it creates a sense of, um, I'm doing it myself, I'm in control, Um, I'll look after it because I've got my back, other people don't. And I'll save the money by paying these professionals and all these hanger oners, all this, uh, you know, extraordinary amounts of money um, when I don't actually know what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's fine. Absolutely. That's a model, the DIY model. The reality is, however, those cost savings um, are false in the sense that you're not, on the flip side, you're not gaining the synergies and you're not gaining effectiveness from management tax accounting from collaboration and so on and so forth so whilst you're saving money you're not potentially making money and my experience is that the offset between the cost saving and the and the making of the money um, is not only negligible it's a deficit the, the the money the net result relies on the positive side of the ledger of making money and not saving money the cons of DIY well you've got your time. As I've outlined, you go from meeting to phone call, to meeting, to email, to meeting, to email, to phone call, and it just goes on and on and on and on. For every professional, it consumes you whilst you're controlling everything, you are in the driver's seat, and you are at the centerpiece um, of that time. Another con is you don't have the expertise. You are good at what you do, you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know, and you start adopting risk and taking, uh, putting your foot in the water, a toe in the water when you shouldn't be because you're not the expert in, in areas that you're attempting to save money in through lack of trust and, and or cost saving. There's also execution risk, which is massive. When you're looking at the alternatives in the family uh, office space, the options or the alternatives to family office, execution risk is absolutely up, if not on top of the list. And what do I mean by execution risk? It's whereby you go to do something thinking it is is the right thing to do at the right time in the right order, only to find out that what you've actually done is done something in the wrong order, which you then have to undo, pay people for, chase paperwork, chase emails, chase signatures, um, deal with things prospectively in 18 months or two years' time in tax returns, amended assessments, um, and it just goes on and on and on and on because you've executed something else that wasn't at the ideal time as as a result of again trying to control the situation and save the money you also have no collaboration between professionals the number one benefit that you can derive um, from looking at alternatives outside diy is an enhanced probability of getting effective collaboration between providers professional services solutions because they work together without you needing to attend those phone calls, those emails, those meetings, those red light tickets, those speeding tickets, those parking tickets, those not being there doing the things you want to do for your family and your loved ones that are important. um, That collectively gets done uh, for you. So you're not getting collaboration between professionals under a DIY model. There's also, it's very limited offering in that there's no synergy and no tax savings due to not knowing what you don't know. So you can't possibly put things in place in relation to synergies or tax savings when going back to the execution risk, when you're attempting to put things in the right order for the right reasons at the right time, for the right price, for the right savings or the right profit. Very rarely, if ever, does that play out. So it's a false economy doing things yourself and trying to be an expert that you're not um, and therefore effectively not getting any synergies and certainly not getting the tax savings, which is a massive part of the effectiveness of having a collaborative team representing you. And you also need to become educated in and about the services that a family office brings to the table. So if you want to save money and book your own airfares, for example, um, great, you can go online, you can spend as long as you like, you can take all the risk, you can have all the problems that go with that, um, if you want to uh, believe that the cheapest price you get on a digital banner or a Facebook ad is best for your health fund um, and you don't deconstruct it or speak to a boutique expert, that's fine. That's, that's all doable, but it, but it is a false economy. So number two, what are the pros and cons of the hybrid model? Well, the pros, you have more time to live your life compared to the DIY option. Having said that, we're coming off a low base. So it is certainly an enhanced option compared to the DIY offering, but it is still limited. But you do have more time to live your life um, with a hybrid model. So what is a hybrid model? Hybrid models where you do some of it yourself and you engage some professionals um, to do what they're good at whilst you have more of an, um, an oversight, adversarial type oversight role rather than you controlling absolutely everything. And what are some of the cons? Well you have a limited range of services and limited or no collaboration between the professionals so you can only utilize in a hybrid model the professionals that you have a reach and an understanding of or the the extension of the services that are known and trusted by the professionals that you engage typically if you're running a hybrid model you're still at the centrepiece you're running around Finding the services and the professionals, interviewing, culling, um, learning, making the mistakes, having to sack, terminate, and reappoint um, other professionals because your lack of expertise in knowing how to vet those professionals uh, plays out. So there is limited to no synergy and tax savings due to not knowing what you don't know. No different there to what we talked about in the DIY model. Very limited. Um, but, but a higher level of benefits than sitting in the DIY option. Your time. So you still go from meetings to phone calls to meetings to email to meetings to emails to phone calls, and it goes on because you're, you're now working with professionals whilst also playing that oversight, um, oversight custodian type role, uh, which requires certainly a massive amount of your time, but not as much as the DIY option. And it's more costly than the DIY option because you're now paying professionals and you're placing trust. So there's more cost and arguably more savings and more profit, and certainly that is my experience, um, than what there is utilising the DIY option where you're doing things yourself and trying to find the cheapest um, way to navigate through that. And the third option is what are the pros and cons of a private wealth and an accountant? And this is the one I see all the time around the world where people basically want to run the DIY model so they find a private wealth advisor, whoever that may be or hold themselves out to be, that typically will have a a website with lovely offerings and a menu that suggests they do all sorts of things like family constitutions and intergenerational transfers and estate planning and um, investment mandates and all lovely words. When in reality, as, as I'll discuss... Um, they're not there for what your perception of what they're offering is. And you have an accountant who you either have yourself or works in conjunction with that private wealth advisor. So the pros, you feel in control, but whilst your outcomes are extremely limited. And why do I say they're limited? Well, you are in, you are in control because you've appointed the private wealth advisor, you've appointed the accountant. Um So you have some sense of security around that decision, but your outcomes are extremely limited because you're now dealing with two professionals. You're dealing with a private wealth advisor, typically around investments only, and you're dealing with an accountant. You've got more time to live your life compared to the DIY or the hybrid option. So it is the best of the three options for giving you more time to live your life and do what's important to you. You have good tax and investment reporting because they'll be, they'll be produced. So because private wealth advisors and accountants are very good at producing reports. Now, the relevance of those reports, the depth of those reports, the analysis of those reports, the opportunity cost that doesn't appear in those reports um, is for your consideration. But you will get good tax and investment reporting compared to a hybrid model and certainly a DIY model. And these two professions will make you feel important. And that is really important for a lot of people because they're trying to find the the balance between cost saving, control, uh, feel-good factor, social status. Um, So, you know, running with a private wealth advisor and an accountant will certainly give you uh, a feeling of importance and security and good social standing. The cons, however is you get limited collaboration as there's only two professionals that hopefully engage. And again, my experience is they don't engage. They may at best communicate, and, that, and I emphasize at best, they may communicate. Typically, you're still in the middle trying to get the two to work together, or you're following up one for the other so that they can um, move forward uh, under your instructions. They're more costly than the DIY and the hybrid option. And these two professions are focused on your wealth and tax, not you, your family, or intergenerational issues. So that is, they are focused on transactions and not emotional intelligence and or legacy. There's demands on your time. It's still a reality. You're still going to be caught up in trying to source other solutions outside the wealth and the tax specializations. And the tax and investment reporting, whilst efficient, is very limited, and it's only dealing with the limited entities to the private wealth advisor and accountant, not all entities as it is in a family office. A family office typically has between 9 and 15 entities. If you're utilizing a private wealth advisor and an accountant, it is 100% certain outside a family office structure that they are not representing all of those entities. And why is a family office the uh, the optimal solution or structure if family Living your life, leaving a legacy, and intergenerational transfer of wealth and assets is important to you. It is best described, in my opinion, by Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't. And paraphrasing this truly wonderful study undertaken by Jim is, get the right people on the bus, get the wrong people off the bus, and get the right person driving the bus. If you want my help in any way, shape, or form, go to genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.com, and interact. Please share this episode with anyone you care about so that they, like you, can have a pathway to wealth, health, and a legacy. Please leave an episode review at genmfo.podbean.com, Apple or Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app, and subscribe to not miss out on my latest episodes. Until my next episode, remember, if a pathway to wealth, health and a legacy is what you seek, generational is where you start. Thanks for listening.